Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini. On today's episode, I am in conversation with Emmy Award winner and star of stage and screen, Mauricio Martinez. Mauricio is currently down in Florida while I'm here in New York, playing Don Miguel Cervantes and, of course, Don Quixote de la Mancha at the Ocelo Rep in Sarasota, Florida. In our conversation, we spoke about why this role was so important to Mauricio, being a Mexican immigrant with Spanish heritage as well. We get into the unique perspective that this production has while maintaining the original text of the show, bringing it into a much more modern context. And we also talk about his upcoming return to 54 Below with his show that was directed by our good friend Robbie Rizal. And uh, he broke some news. I, I checked with Robbie. It was okay to say this on the air, but I didn't realize that they were actually going to be recording that show when Mauricio heads back to 54 Below in the fall. Of course, in the show notes, I'll have information on how you can see the production of The Man of La Mancha at Ocelo Rep. It was tremendous, some fantastic talent, not only from the Florida area, but also from New York and around the country. This is one of my favorite shows, and Mauricio is an absolutely incredible Quixote. And like him, I hope that he has the opportunity to play the role again in the future. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Mauricio Martinez. So, Marissa, based off your social media, it seems like you're enjoying being as close to the beach as you are right now in in Sarasota. (laughs) Yes, I I am. I'm like a a spoiled baby on on Christmas Eve, right, Uh, with his new presents. That's how I feel every time I go to the beach. Uh, I don't take it for granted, and I'm very blessed to be in in a beautiful place that is literally minutes away from the ocean. So it's amazing. My days off, that's where I spend them uh, at the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would imagine after going through the rehearsal process where you are probably a little busy, things are a little, you know, a quick turnaround yes. and a little stressful. Now that you're actually into the run of the show, you can actually appreciate the South ish Florida surroundings uh, more than you probably could during the rehearsal period. Yes, and I intend to do just that. You know, we had a very um, uh, busy schedule for the past five and a half, almost six weeks, really. I flew in from New York on April 3rd, and we dived in right to rehearsals on April 4th. And um, we opened the show on May 13th. So that's literally 40 days of nonstop rehearsing um, this beautiful musical. But um, we finally opened. And yes, now that I... I'm about to start this run with with downtime. Yeah, I intend to go to the beach and eat seafood and taste all the key lime pies. Very good. Well, that's that's a quite a long rehearsal process for a regional show. I mean, folks down in Florida and around the country know Oslo Rep is having a, a track record of being one of the best regional theaters in the country. Tons of talent comes in for every show you're just one of many broadway vets uh, in this cast but that seems like even for a regional production having five weeks of rehearsal 40 days of rehearsal whatever that seems like a a luxury that you don't often get it's a luxury by all means i think um people here at oslo uh, really do take it very seriously Um, we're in a broadway caliber production we the broadway the talent is broadway caliber or broadway veterans um such as aaron de jesus and mingo um you know long and and other people that have definitely done lots of national tours um 
And uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's why I fell in love with the concept and with the project and with the theater. I think people here, uh, starting with Michael Donald Edwards, who is the artistic direct, the director right now, um, and he's um, uh, giving, I mean, now Peter Rothstein, who's our director, is the one who's taking over. I mean, so this is kind of like, a very good sign of where the theater is headed, you know, with productions like these, um, with big rehearsal, long rehearsal periods. And it's really like uh, putting up a Broadway show. I mean, it's the same intensity, the same level of commitment, of discipline, of hours. We have an amazing team, an amazing live orchestra, a great musical director, a wonderful and diverse cast. Um, and I'm very, I couldn't be prouder. And yes, we, it is a luxury to get five weeks in a regional uh, you usually get five weeks for broadway or tours you know uh but for a regional it's really mostly three you know no more than four but yeah to get five weeks it's definitely a luxury we were very spoiled because we had a lot of time to finesse and run the show so by the time uh, our first preview hit last week we were ready you know we we really needed an audience and it's been amazing because the audience i mean We've been getting standing ovations mid-show. You know, it's it's been really beautiful to realize it's a great show. It's a well-written, beautiful. The stories uh, and a tale as old as time. You know, and and it's it's it really stood the test of time, and I think is very timely right now. Messages like the one that um, Cervantes gives in this show. It's very timely today. Yeah, you, know? you with that, and you talked about one of the reasons you really kind of were excited about this production was the concept yeah. of this show. And I've seen many productions of Man of La Mancha and some of them sticking yeah. very close to the original Cervantes uh, novella. Yeah. And then some I've seen transporting it into like a, a, a modern day detention center. So can you give yes. us a little bit of an idea as to where the concept for this production falls into that fairly wide spectrum? I mean, definitely, definitely. This, I mean, as you know, everybody that knows the the show um, knows that it's basically a mock trial that that takes place inside of a prison. You know, the the original play takes place in um, in the before the Spanish Inquisition. You know, uh, prisoners awaiting uh, to be trialed. You know, uh, now it takes place in in a detention center. You know, it's very timely. It could be anywhere, really. It's not really specific. But it's I mean, I I feel like we we're doing it basically in like an ice detention center with filled with immigrants, you know, and you see it reflected in our casts. We have um, we have Asian, uh, Latino, American. We have black. We have it's a beautifully diverse. Uh, we have people from the Philippines, people from Korea, people, people from Japan, uh, from China, um, me, Mexican um, uh, African-American, it's really a diverse cast. And, um, when you see the set, it really does reflect what a detention center looks like nowadays, you know? Um, so it could be very well, um, taking place in the border, you know? And, uh, I mean, if you read the news right now, and I was in tears the other day, cause right before I started the preview, um, I learned that title 42 was, um, coming to an end and I saw all those stories coming out about um, immigrants in the border and the wall and whatnot. And I was like, wow, it's really amazing how, I mean, centuries go by and this, this story is still 
just as timely as it was when it first came out. And it's almost like it was written for us to be telling the story today, you know? So that's when you know you have a classic, you know? That's when you you, you know that a, a, a piece of art have, has really, um, it really stood the test of time. And that's why it's a classic. That's why people love the impossible dream, you know? Because if you examine the lyrics and you examine the story, it really is a message, a very uplifting message of positivity, of trying to look at, at the bright side of things when our world is pretty, I mean, our world is pretty screwed up, you know? Yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. turn on the news and you go, wow, we are we are living in very divisive times and there's so much violence and so much hate and misinformation. And So all, all that we can do as artists is uh, uplift the audiences that decide to spend two hours with us in the theater and I firmly believe that roles find you when you're ready to deliver their message. And I believe, I firmly believe this iconic role of not only Don Quixote de la Mancha, but Miguel de Cervantes and Alonso Quijana found me at this time, in at, at this age, and brought me here to tell this story right now. I mean, we're in Florida, you know, I'm an openly gay Mexican um, immigrant um, telling this story about... Um, believing in impossible dreams so i think it's very timely it's very necessary it's very urgent and i'm i couldn't be happier i think um all everything fall, fell into place and it's i'm right at the right time with the right people doing the right thing you know and 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 peter rothstein's version uh is really really it, it's very close to me um because it it, it, it does take place in um in a detention center and uh, it's filled with immigrants and I myself, I'm an immigrant, you know? Um, so I fully understand this concept and it hits in a much more deeper way that, than other versions, you know? Cause I can definitely relate to this one more. Um, and if you all, if you add all like Fabian Aguilar's costumes, you know, the lighting that Marcus did, Mar Marcus Dilliard is his name. You know, it's it's really we we play a lot with projections, uh, and really that really helps to create this world of fantasy that Don Quixote is creating. You know, so and we see it in the we listen to it in the reaction. You know, with the audience is really 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 enjoying it. I think that we're transporting them to another time, and um, I think we do have a very moving and powerful piece. You know, yeah, they, it, you talk about all of like the the nuance and detail that comes in with this cast and especially you at the center of this cast uh with your history as an immigrant but i know that this role is one that you have been kind of looking forward to throughout your entire career and you mentioned the fact that you feel like it's coming at the right time even though it might be a little earlier than than you might have foreseen it uh, at, at one point what is yeah. it about this role that has always spoke to you uh, i mean you mentioned the the impossible dream and i think that that not only has a lot of connotations yeah. for just people in general trying to strive for something that they believe in but you know to me as you talk about the fact that this is set in a detention center just the word dream and dreamer takes on a lot exactly. different connotation today so for you from exactly. a young age when you first became familiar with the show to now what has attracted you to don quixote and man of la mancha Oh, yeah. I mean, just being a Latino performer, you know, when I first moved to New York when I was 18 um, and I was studying musical theater, I would get like most of the Latino character songs, you know, even though I was too young to play the part. I was 
um, studying so I would get the songs to work on and I would always get the songs that Che sings in Evita, you know, or or uh, the the Molina or Valentin in Kiss of the Spider Woman and definitely Don Quixote, one of them being Dulcinea, you know, and I remember it vividly and I was, I always thought, well, I'm still too young, obviously. It'll probably going to be some 40 years before I'm Don Quixote, you know. So now here I am in my mid 40s playing this iconic role that literally has the line um, uh, in the show. I literally say I have lived almost 50 years, which is true, you know, and I've I've gone in. a. I mean, my life has been filled with ups and downs. It's been a wonderful journey. But I mean, as an immigrant, as a cancer survivor, four time cancer survivor, as an immigrant, as an openly gay man, I mean, I've I've battled depression, anxiety. Like I've lived a life. You know, I've traveled the world, and I I definitely have had um I have many stories to tell through my art. But this role is very similar to me, and I do believe, like I said before, that it found me at a right time right now because it is urgent for people like me to tell these stories and to hold up a mirror to the audience. You know, I think that ultimately that's what art does. It holds up a mirror to the audience to reflect the times we're living. And um, it's, I mean, again, being in a detention center and playing this iconic role, singing these important words, saying these powerful uh, statements that I get to do every night uh, is very powerful. And I, yes, I always wanted to play this role. I knew I wasn't the right age yet. Um, and, uh, but I really wanted it and I manifested into an existence and they called me, I want to say like maybe seven months ago, seven or eight months ago. And, uh, I met with a director and we had a work session in New York and he told me the concept. And, uh, I mean, he basically offered the role right away. So, I, I told my agent and my team, I said, I really want to play this. You know, I really want to uh, sink my teeth into this role, have it under my belt, play it in a reputable theater and um, be ready, you know, because I, I believe this show is um, even more ready than before to be told again. Uh, even on Broadway, I think it's due a revival. You know, it's about to turn 60, I think, in a couple of years. I think this role is definitely a role of a lifetime and being a Hispanic musical theater performer. I mean, Don Quixote is it. This is like the Jean Valjean and uh, Jesus Christ. It's up there with Phantom and Jean Valjean and Jesus. And, you know, it, this is one of the most iconic roles of musical theater. But if you add to that, that I am half Spanish, that I am Mexican, that Miguel de Cervantes is like our Shakespeare in Mexico, that I grew up watching my mom paint because she's a painter uh, Don Quixote and Sancho all of my life uh, and that I've seen so many versions of Don Quixote La Mancha that I we studied the book as a textbook when I was on fourth and fifth grade so Mexico really does have a very um, deep love affair with Don Quixote you know we even have a wonderful museum uh, which is in Guanajuato Mexico uh, which is called the iconographic museum of, of Quixote. And it's really amazing. It has pieces of art and it has sculptures. We really love Quixote in Mexico. So it's, it's a double responsibility. Not only am I playing uh, this iconic role of the musical theater world, but I'm also playing the author and uh, his most famous character who is so beloved by all, um, Hispanics all over the world, you know, this is Don Quixote is very special for us. Um, 
And I see it now uh, at, at this age. And I see it, especially with the men, you know, the response that we've been getting in the audience by older men is really fantastic. I think older men allow themselves to feel and to be taking on this journey. I see like older straight men with their their wives. I'm talking people like over 70, 75, and you see them, they stand up and they're crying and they, they go on this journey with you and they wait for us in the stage door and they have all these beautiful things to say and how they were transported. Most of them saw the original version with uh, with Richard Kiley or Raul Julia in the 70s, the second one. Um, or some of them saw Brian Stokes Mitchell. All of them saw the movie with Peter O'Toole and Sofia Loren. I mean, who doesn't know Man of La Mancha, you know? But but I I think um, it's, yeah, it's, it is a dream come true. And um, these roles may only come once in your life. So um, now that I'm playing it, I'm living it 100%. And I'm treating it as I treat every single one of my projects. This is... Uh, my favorite project to this day you know and that's that's how i do it it's i i don't take it lightly it's it's a it's a big responsibility um people are aware people even people in mexico are aware that i'm doing it and i'm playing it and uh, some even uh critics are coming from mexico to see it and some uh specialists on don quixote are coming so it's like i'm wow. very honored i'm very intrigued i'm very uh flattered um and I, I mean, I hear the audience's response and I've read a couple of, of reviews and I mean, people are really liking it. People are really liking the work that we put into because uh, it's been a labor of love for this past five and a half weeks. We finally opened and now we get to tell this story for the next four weeks. It'll yeah. be over before we know it. You know, yeah. it's so fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm interested. You talk about all of the connections you have to. Miguel de Cervantes and, and Man of La Mancha yes. and, and Don, Qu uh, Don Quixote as the property uh -huh. and the author. But I, I'm interested, do you feel any personal connections with the character? Any quixotic characteristics that you have oh, that you might yes. chase your own windmills in some way in, in, in your real life? All the time. All the time. I mean, I think we, as artists, we are, we always see windmills. Um, you know, uh, we always see ogres and other people are like, well, that's not really an ogre. It's a, it's a windmill. You know, we're, we're artists. We're performers. We see things bigger than life because we ourselves are bigger than life. You know, we're very temperamental and we're, we're very passionate and if you add that that i'm also latin mexican so of course i have passion like coming out of my pores you know because i'm i'm a very passionate man um and i fight for what i believe in but I, obviously i make mistakes and sometimes i i i yeah i i i do fight with <laughs> windmills sometimes just being in this industry you know we find fight with windmills all the time you know uh, or we we doubt ourselves sometimes, but I think Don Quixote is inviting all of us, including myself, to really look at the at our higher selves. And that's a very beautiful message that this story has. You know, he he's obviously somebody that has gone through a lot because he's older and you can see it in his eyes and his hair and everything. But he still believes in this world of chivalry, in this world of virtue and this and this word of world of nobility where where literally he has this quest and this quest is his mission his duty and his privilege that's what he says to to be and like the lyric says you know the lyrics of impossible dream to fight 
the unbeatable foe, no, to bear with unbearable sorrow, to try when your arms are too weary, you know, to love. It's all there. And it's so beautifully written that every night I'm, I'm it's, it's cathartic to me. Every night I go on stage and it's like I'm going to therapy and church all at the same time. You know, it's like, wow. This really is a very important piece. And now I realize it's I don't think it's until you do it and you live it 100 percent that you realize the importance of this work, the importance of this classic, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the show this week on Thursday. Hopefully folks down that are listening down here in Florida and in the Southeast and maybe from other places are able to come and see it before it closes on June 11th. But we have a lot of listeners in New York City as well. And I know you already have some other stuff planned for this fall. The, I guess, the return engagement of 5.11 based in New York City is, is yeah. coming back to 54 Below in October. <laughs> Um, I'm so excited because this is my baby with Robbie and um, and um, Brian Nash, our beautiful and amazing musical director. And uh, we sold out uh, this past March and now we're returning for two days. This is my first time doing two back to back dates in New York and in, in 54 Below. And we're also recording the album. We're doing a live oh, album out of this concert that is basically also a wink and a tribute. To all the musicals currently playing on Broadway, you know, um, and the roles that I've some auditioned for and some haven't, but that would love to play. So it's it's an homage and a tribute and a love letter to New York and to Broadway, you know, and, and this business that I'm a part of and that needs needs to be loved more than ever right now. I think yeah. after the pandemic, we realized how delicate it is but also how necessary it is, you know? So everything that's going on right now with the strike and the Tonys and all that, I go, we just need people to go back to the theater. I see it every day here in Florida, you know? People are like, literally, we're about to be sold out. That just reflects that word of mouth works, that um, people do go to the theater, that people need um, to distract themselves from reality and come for two or three hours and be transported into a different world. And that's ultimately what theater, what concerts, what music, what opera, th that's what we do. And I love, I'm so privileged and I don't take it lightly, you know, cause I'm, I'm in the place where I've always wanted to be. I'm not from New York, but I wanted to be in New York. I'm not from America, but I wanted to be in America. English is not my first language, but I wanted to work in English. So I worked so hard to finally be here and work here that I'm going to make the best out of it. And the, and um, both this Man of La Mancha and my upcoming recording um, live album and 54 Below are just a reflection of how how much I love and value what I what I have to do, what I get to do, because it's not a lot of people are as fortunate. You know, uh, a lot of people are not happy in their jobs. And I'm the most happy man in the world whenever I'm on stage or whenever I'm creating um, I, I need it, you know, it's, it's, it's part of who I am. So I'm very privileged and yes, I'm very excited to be back on October 5th and 6th. And like I say, it's, it's very exciting to know that, um, we're recording a live album and that, that keeps, that, that has me very happy and excited, you know? Yeah. Very Well, you, you yeah. talk about the fact that this show, uh, thinks about some of the things that you have auditioned for or some other roles that you would like yes. to play. Obviously, Don Quixote is one that you've wanted to play and you're getting the opportunity to. So what other exactly. what other roles are on that bucket list of things that you would like to do at some point, either in the near or far in the future? 
Oh, I would love to play Valentin if they ever do a revival of Kiss of the Spider Woman. I would love, I sing Marta from it. And I think it's a beautiful role. It's a beautiful show. Um, of course, Don Quixote I'm playing right now, but I would love if they do a revival. I'd, I'd love to be considered, you know. But even things, I mean, obviously, my my mom's dream role for me is Phantom. So I, I sing um, Music of the Night in Spanish to her uh, in the show. I also do a little bit of uh, Nikki Arnstein. You know, last time I had Alexis Michelle be my Fanny Bryce. And we do uh, a, a little duet from Funny Girl. There's also um, a company, you know, I, I was up for PJ. Uh, so I do a, a hun another hundred people just got off of the train, you know, and um, Billy Flynn in Chicago and even King George in Hamilton. Because why not? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what I say. Like, why not? Like, well, there's a saying in Mexico that um, says something like the no is a sure thing. Go and search for the yes. Hmm. I like that. Yeah? And I like that because that's basically how I live. And that's how I've built my career and how I've made my dreams come true. You know, there's a lot of no's, 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 no's. But ultimately, you're going to get a yes. So you live for that yes. You work for that yes. And you keep looking and creating that yes. You know, sometimes it's not the door you knock. It's sometimes you have to build and create your own door so you can open it and walk, walk yourself or put your own seat at the table. You know, and that's what I'm basically doing. I'm I'm shocked you haven't played Billy Flynn yet. That that seems oh. <laughs> that seems crazy to me. Like, but anyway, well, c tell the casting directors. I would love to. <laughs> yeah, I'll call the Weislers the up. Yeah, I'll call the Weislers yeah. up and see if or we can make producer. that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would uh, love to, and it's like four blocks away from my home. It's a perfect job. <laughs> even better, even better. Uh, we've got to make that happen. We got to make that happen. Well, um, uh, I, you've got a show tonight, so I'll, I'll wrap up with this yes. Man of La Mancha at the Oslo Rep running through June 11th. This show, you've talked about kind of like this this unique concept uh, that is a little bit different than from what probably most people have seen, whether it's from a previous yeah. production or from the film version. But to me, there is what I love about this show is that there is so many different layers of this show. There is the drama and the intrigue, but there's also the interpersonal, the mental health aspect of it as well. But it's also yes. it's very funny at, at times, too. It's very funny. It's very funny. And it's also it's also a tribute and a love letter to being a theater maker, a yeah. theater doer, an actor, a playwright, a dancer, a creative being in the theater because it is the play within a play. And you get to see an actor and a playwright such as Cervantes and uh, Sancho, his stage manager, really put on a show right before your eyes. So it's and it, I love the the play within a play aspect of it because it, it really is like going back to being a kid and playing again with make believe. You know, we're not playing with real swords. They're make believe. It's it's with with what the de detainees have in their detention room. So we can't really have weapons. So we build a, like a sword with a spoon and a stick. Don Quixote's lance is part of a mop. You know, like it's so inventive and it's so creative. And it takes me back to where, when I was a kid, where I would like play, I didn't have a gun, but I created a gun, you know, maybe, maybe out of paper, maybe out of like wood or something or a plant Legos, or something. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's what we're doing ultimately. And I love uh, Peter Rothstein for it because he really did uh, and uh, get this great cast and we're all playing and we're all having a great time. Uh, and as you say, it is very deep. It is very moving. Yes, the music is beautiful, but ultimately it's also very fun. Like every time 
they call places and I'm, I have to be ready. I'm like, wow, okay, let's do it. Because it's also, I think it's, I don't know if it's the only one, but it's this, this production doesn't have an intermission. And, and um, we've, uh, it, I mean, it's under two hours. It runs an hour and 47 sec, uh, minute, minutes, you know, because we've condensed it. And I love that. I love that because um, it just tells the story better, I think. Um, it just goes straight to the point. And I, I feel the audience right there. And yes, it's it's a lot of fun to do. It's ultimately a very fun play and a very a fun character to play. Three characters, you know, but it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, but it is a marathon. Like I, I finished the show and I'm, I'm, I'm covered in sweat and I jump to the shower because I'm exhausted, but also very filled with adrenaline because I just went on a journey for an hour and 47 minutes, but what a journey, you know, and, and it's, it's an honor to be doing it. And I, I hope you and everybody that comes to, to Sarasota to see it just enjoys it as much as we're enjoying it, doing it. Yeah. Well, I just putting it out there for the 60th anniversary production on Broadway in 2025. I feel like you've got to be the front runner at this point. You've got the come opportunity. On. It I has mean, to be a Latino at least. Come on, a Latino. Yeah. Come on. Yes. Yeah. The, fir the first two. The, at least a Latino. <laughs> yeah. The first two times I saw I saw the show, I saw Robert Goulet do it on tour, and then I saw Stokes back in 2002. Oh, wow. So both incredible yeah. artists, but not exactly uh, the, the the right ethnic casting there.